Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including BoJack Horseman, which we're getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. Uh, Andy Potter. Hey. And Alex Bonilla. Hola. Uh, today we're continuing our BoJack Horseman Season 5 episode uh, by episode recaps, uh, this time getting into Episode 6, Free Churro. Um, check out our previous BoJack uh, Season 5 recaps at OverlyAnimated.com. On iTunes, search for BoJack Overly Animated. You'll find our BoJack iTunes feed there, and you can subscribe, or uh, you can uh, we post all our podcasts to our YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated as well. Um, yeah, we're continuing to make our way through season five this time. We're just doing one episode because we have potentially the most notable episode of the season to get into free churro. Make sure you've seen all of, um, okay. So we're going to have a non-spoiler section to start ship this nail line. And, uh, so we're going to give non-spoiler impressions of just up to this episode of the season. And then I'll say there's spoilers and then we'll have spoilers for the entirety of season five. So, um, we're, co- we're, we're watching from the perspective of having seen the entire season. So it, you're uh, good. You're good until I say, uh, until I say, uh, spoilers. Okay. So there you go. I feel like you added an extra layer of non-spoiler discussion that we've had in previous episode recaps. Now, I think we've been trying to follow this template. Yeah. Um, not, no, yeah, no, spo- generally f- spoiler free thoughts here to start with. So Michelle, what did you think of free churro? This is a wonderfully crafted episode. It is also a very heavy episode. And it's one of those things that is hard to fully appreciate the first time you're watching it. But upon um, subsequent rewatch yields a lot of little tidbits that are like very fascinating and feel even if you don't have this particular experience right now, you can still relate to very deeply. Um it's really it's a lot we're gonna talk about it but it it, it, it i do i i will just like you know say that it the fact that it, it feels kind of like a, a very strange stand-up routine the fact that we're only focusing on bojack except for the very beginning when he's in the car with his dad for the whole thing and it's just him talking like this way of breaking format we kind of highlighted at our first podcast for the season it's a really interesting choice and i think it it comes off very well here and I I kind of hope that this kind of thing becomes a more incorporated aspect to the show later on. Not when it doesn't feel necessary, but just like this willingness to break format, I think works very strongly here and I hope to see more of it. But yeah, this is a good episode. It's heavy. That was my my broad takeaway. Nice. Okay. Um, Andy, what do you think of Free Trail? I, I'll start by saying the easy part that I really, really like this episode. It's really good. And the hard part is that I don't, know exactly how to express all the feelings i have for this episode well, Andy, this actually... is a podcast that's mm-hmm. the whole purpose of i i know Dylan. I'm, let me let me finish my opening thought <laughs> let me finish my opening thoughts i might have a thought for you okay okay um baseline it's just that every time i try to think about this episode it all kind of just blurs together as like just it's obviously one monologue but it's how i think it's how people think they just speak and this word vomit comes out and it just is so relatable the the train of thought that bojack's going through and i think it's kind of relatable from the fact that i don't have one single emotion or one single thought about anything that's going on because it is just a train of thought and i really love that about it uh i relate a lot more to bojack's relationship to his mom than i relate to like for example princess carolyn's relationship with her mom and so this episode just hit me like a sledgehammer it really (laughs) i remember i 
had a lot of trouble going to sleep the night after I watched this episode. And it's just, it's, it, there's just so much here from, from even just like Mich- Michelle said from the, uh, from the discussion with his dad all the way to the end when he opens up the casket. And it's just, <laughs> I-, I have a lot to say, but I don't know how much I can say without really getting spoilers here. It's just mm-hmm. the mom, the mom stuff really hurts me here. And I, <laughs> I-, I cried, I think a little in the, in, there's one part in the middle that really made me cry a lot. Okay, nice. We'll get, we'll get to specifics there later. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think this is uh, one of the, uh, probably the top five episode of Bojack Horseman in a similar way that I think of fish out of water where it's both breaking from the format of normal Bojack, but also manages to hit the, the deepest emotional recesses of my heart. (laughs) Despite uh, uh, like going away from the mold. And I just, I love how, how written this episode is in that, as Andy mentions, like it's portrayed as like a stream of consciousness, consciousness type thing. Bojack just acting the way Bojack, Jack usually does like he's walking around the story he'll go off to make jokes in the meantime to distract himself from what's going on in the moment but by the very end like it naturally gets to a place where like he's finally able to like give his deepest feelings on the topic and so it all feels very natural it doesn't feel not none of the comedy portions of this feel shoehorned in any way even though like it's still funny and like Bojack Horseman as a show like the easiest way to characterize it is dark comedy and I think this is the, the highest form of that where it's still comedy at the end of the day but it's also doing it in such a, a, an emotionally resonant way that like it, it feels amazing that this episode even exists and the fact that it, it's uh, it's surrounded by this topic that we've had four seasons to, to build on and like this is finally Bojack's like maybe final reckoning with what what happened in his life with this character it, it feels cathartic in that way but also the the way it wraps up is also very Bo, bojack it's it, it's a very fitting way to end the episode in my opinion so just the, all i think all the pieces of this episode come together to be like a perfect depiction of what bojack is capable of in terms of its uh, ability to combine comedy and emotional death Nice. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, I think, uh, Free Churros on first watch is like obviously great. And, uh, like some, some of the aspects of what make it great are very apparent. But I agree with Michelle that I've gotten a lot out of this episode on, um, second and third rewatch. Like I've seen new things, um, in, in the script here. And, uh, it's, it's just hugely impressive how, this is 20 minutes of Bojack talking straight. And yet there's so many like narrative threads that intertwine and come together at the end. Um, and it's, it's just, it's just hugely impressive to me having, having watched this multiple times that, um, like it, it's so, um, poignant in several parts. And then it can, it can combine those, those elements and achieve like deeper depth. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's devastating. I mean, I think the obvious is the, the ICU thing is, uh, is a really standout moment throughout the, and then that's really well integrated. And, um, but there's, there's other things as well. And the intro, even that is, is, is spectacularly integrated into the entire thing. Like the script does like my favorite, like, I guess like narrative trick, which is like bringing things back at the ends that were in the beginning or throughout the entire thing. I always think that's like deeply effective. 
Um, and this, this, this episode does a lot of that. And, uh, yeah, I, I think initially I was like, okay, this is like the best episode of the season probably, but it's not that great. I think on further inspection, I would say this is like definitely a top five episode of BoJack. Um, like I'm even higher on it now. I think that it's maybe even my number two of the series, um, behind Time Zero. Um, like it's, it's, uh, just so phenomenal in, uh, so phenomenally written in a way that, uh, I barely see on any other TV show. Um, and, uh, just the, also just the format of like holding on one shot for so long is, uh, yeah, it, I, I find it so, uh, such so, so like an incredible experiment. And, uh, the fact that it works and is not only like good, but like great, I think is, uh, is fantastic. So, um, yeah, really, really in love with this episode. A lot of aspects of the speech that I definitely want to get into here. Um, so let's, let's move into spoilers for the, this episode and the whole season of season five. Probably not too much, but, uh, some references here that come back throughout the entire season. So spoilers for all of season five of Bojack starting now. Um, I guess the first question we could, you know, we want to get into all the, the parts of the speech, but, uh, let's, let's go through and like give a moment that really stood out to you from the speech and like, um, what your reaction was to it, what it, what you, what do you think it means, what it means to you? Um, Michelle, is there like one particular moment that jumps out at you from this? Um, I think this is the second time I went back and rewatched and it was a moment that I totally forgot about the first few times. But um, the moment when the he was talking about like when a kid was asking him about the horse and around show and he was pointing out essentially a continuity error. Right. When like there's a coffee cup in some shots and then it's not there in other shots. And the kid's asking, like, is this like a, a, a meta conversation and how no two people experience the same moment the same way. And he's like, well, actually like a guy just like left a cup there. But like I told him, yeah, of course. But I think that that really points to what this whole situation with Bojack is with his mom in particular. He, he doesn't have the, the background we have with his mother. He never experienced time arrow as we even audience have. Um, he doesn't really know why she was the way she is. Um, but it, he, he, because of that, he has a very particular perception of like, you know, she's this horrible person and she did do horrible things, but it also, it just kind of solidifies the fact that everyone's understanding of each other is so limited to their own experiences and what they take away from their interactions with that other person. Um, and that is both like entirely true and also only a fraction of like, I don't know what you could consider someone's authentic self maybe. Um, and that's why, like, I know we talked before about how like the, the ending when he opens the casket and it's not even her that some of you, I think like Alex, you're saying like that felt like um, we'd lost something and that was like a bad way to end it. Oh, I I, I said it was a good way to end, but Oh, you did. Okay. Maybe it was still, I don't know who it was. Somebody was like, that's not cool. I wish it didn't end that way. I liked it because it, it makes Bojack's whole conversation with this person who's not his mom really about just like him and his own, his own perception of her, him and his own pain, him trying to mentally work through the struggle of having an entire life with this person and feeling all this pain and all this confusion and regret. And like, I, I liked it for that reason. Cause yeah, like it, it's like about his mom, but really it's about Bojack and, and his perception of his relationship with his mother and what it meant to him for better or worse. And so the coffee cup moment stood out to me for that reason. I thought it was very interesting. And I feel like it, it touched on a lot of different aspects of the episode um, throughout the whole thing, pretty much. 
Nice. Yeah, the, yeah, the coffee cup moment uh, ties to the ICU, um, him speculating on what it could mean, and uh, yeah. the, the biggest symbol for the lack of meaning in death, I guess, that that is uh, over the the entire episode, Bojack, like, trying to find some meaning in his relationship with his mom or dad, like, in his situation in life right now, and no, it's just, like, it's just a coffee cup, yeah, um, the symbol for all those things. Um, Andy, how about you? What, what's, uh, what part of the speech stood out, stood out to you the most? The, the part that sticks with me, the, that still sticks with me is the part where he talks about how his, he always had this slight sliver of hope that his mom, his relationship with his mom would be good, that he'd have like, not like a long extended thing with her, but maybe just one moment where he could say, yeah, that's my mom. And she was there for me, or I was, we were there for each other. And just the heartbreak of just knowing that that'll never happen again, that, that, that there's no chance of that to happen. I mean, is just, I don't know. It just, it hits me in in a few places that are very personal, um, and it, it I I don't know how much more there is to say than that. It just sticks with me because I can relate to that emotion. I can relate to just this whole thing is just so relatable, Dylan. And I don't know how yeah. much depth I can get into without just being very emotional. No, that's in good. general, get, get sad. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what we want. Hashtag I, I, get sad. I, I, I want to be clear before I go further than this. If I ever get personal, I might get personal because I'm very, very personally invested within this episode. That I was, I'm not. My parents aren't abusive. Before we get into that, they were. They, I won't get more personal than that. But I'm not. I wasn't abused as a child or anything. But the themes here, the way that he acts with his parents, are very similar to how I acted with mine, and it's just. You 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 want that love back, whether it's going to come or not. And because they're your parents, you expect it, whether it's societal or whether it's just ingrained genetically. That's just how it is. And there's nothing wrong with Bojack because he wants that. And this episode kind of just really captures that Bojack wasn't wrong to feel this way, even though it's still heartbreaking. And that just stuck with me. And it still sticks with me even a week or two weeks later. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, this this part of the speech towards the end, Bojack says, uh, suddenly you realize you'll never have the, the good relationship you wanted. And as long as they were alive, even though you'd never admit it, part of you, the stupidest goddamn part of you was holding on to that chance. And you didn't even realize it until that chance went away. Um, and he also does the Becker comparison. Uh, he was, yeah, that, that, that yeah. was the line I wrote down. Like, I got bummed out because I knew it could be better and it never did. Like, just like, yeah. bit, like even with the TV analogy, like, keep it like light at the same time. Like, that's such a, a, a mood. Like, you know, there's potential in a relationship, but for the other side of the relationship just doesn't put in the work that you wish they would have. And it just that never got better. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a great part towards the end. We can get into it more. Um, Alex, how about you? What's what's a moment uh, from the speech that stands out? Yeah, Andy took the emotional climax. So I guess I'll go for num- number two. And like this is the freshest in my mind. But the at the very be- the very beginning of the of the eulogy, like Bojack is going into such detail with his interaction with the Jack in the Box person, and like he's going to like I-, I always feel shitty, but I'm not allowed to say I'm shitty because I don't have a good reason to feel shitty. And like he feels a little upbeat, like oh well today I have a reason to be shitty. My mom died. Like just the 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 whole idea of like 
and Bo- Bojack from the very beginning, like is like, going into his own life, but also like emotionally laying himself bare. Like this is just how I always feel. I always feel like I suck, but I can't. I can't portray that to people all the time because then I'll just say I feel shitty all the time. Like, I, I I just feel that is a very relatable thing to go through life, and it, it sets it sets a, a great tone for the episode. So like just having it open like that sticks in my head. Like this very detailed story down to the end like hey i got a free chair out of it at least and then he pulls back to like go into more jokes like the impression of the dead mom face but like from that moment is like the first moment of like emotional bareness in the eulogy and i think that that's uh, that's a great moment for me that sticks out especially because like with the with the parents stuff it's it still hurts but i i don't have as much of a personal connection to it but i do feel more of a personal connection to this side of bojack the just the 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 lack of self-confidence and maybe overcompensation at times for it yeah i I love starting the episode with the or you know after the after the credits with the 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 jack girl the jack in the box story um i think that like transitions in so well and like you don't even know at first what's uh what's necessarily happening or who is eulogy and uh yeah and just getting into like the daily interaction and how this the event affected you and how it relates to your normal state uh what do we think of the title free churro um because it's a it's a theme that comes that that comes in a few times into the speech um but it's maybe not i feel like an obvious title for this episode he says and no uh no one ever tells you that when your mom dies you get a free churro anything he mentions it again when he gets into his dad um yeah alex what do you think of that what's your what's your feeling on the title now well i think it's just a title that stands out it's like okay Mm -hmm. free free churro it doesn't really give anything away about the episode so like that's good and (laughs) and also I, i guess it, it may if we want to get really deep into this maybe it gets into the fact that in the end you l- losing a family member while it affects you personally deeply in the grand scheme of things most pe- people in society will not notice or maybe give you a brief oh sorry about that and move on with their lives sort of thing and that's kind of, kind of something that we have to deal with too like maybe it's something sticks with you for a long time and the rest of the world just moves on and then you wonder why can't I move on sort thing and that actually comes up later in the season too i don't know if it's the episode right after this but like bojack is like i don't want to talk about my mother but then like he gets angry when people aren't asking him about his mother (laughs) yeah yeah like it's like he in a way like he wants people to move on but also is annoyed that people have moved on already and so and i guess that's part uh, it's part of the the story at the beginning it's like okay we'll give you this free hero now you can go on and pretend this didn't happen sort of thing like because that's usually what happens at service industries, right? They like give you free stuff, but it's mostly to be just, just don't complain. Like just let, let, pretend this doesn't happen and move on with your day. We'll move on to just have something free on us, sort of thing. And it's just it's funny that this happened to me because he started off with, "Yeah, my mom died." <laughs> I see. I, I like I like that explanation for the title. Yeah, there's more. There's I think there's more depth to the free churro stuff there than maybe it seems on first watch. Um, I guess like an obvious title for the episode would have been ICU. Um, that might have been a little heavy handed. Um, yeah, so, that would have been pretty yeah. on the nose, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's on the nose episode, but yeah, it's, 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 it is an interesting, it, it ends up being the title for this. But I, I kind of disagree with Alex said though about a part of what he said about the free churro thing because he talked about, you talked about Alex that, um, it's kind of like the service industry. Like this is just like a consolation prize because your mom died. But I think it actually ties really well into Bojack talking about how he learned just grand gestures from TV. But he said instead you have to be you have to be good all the time, and it's hard. And I think he was kind of showing that this girl who just 
cry. Like, I got the impression the girl paid for his churro. The girl was like, mm. I'm sorry. Like, this was her being a good person. He felt for that. And I think that kind of went through it. I think he kind of wished he was as good as this girl to be able to feel this bad for somebody else at some points. And, but he could only do the grand gestures, like in that episode where he bought like an entire food truck for the entire production of Filbert. Like he, he can't be good all the time. And that's what he's getting at. Like this girl can. And I kind of felt that from the title, but I might be looking a little too much into it in that part of it. That's an interesting take. I like that. I hadn't thought of it um, necessarily in that way. I like relating it to the food truck thing from before. Um, yeah, we, we can get, we can circle back this. So for me, the two, the two big, uh, emotional heavy hitters from the speech are, um, I feel like obviously the, the moment when he realizes what, uh, what I see you, um, stands for. Um, and, yeah, uh, yeah she, 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 she was just reading a sign. And yeah, my mom died and all I got was this free chair. I was, it relates back to there. Um, yeah, that's, that's a pretty, pretty brutal moment. And then, um, I'm just in love with the ending where he really ties a few themes from the speech together. Um, where he says, uh, my mother's dead and everything is worse now, um, because, uh, now I'll never know. I'll have a mother who looks at me from across the room and says, Bojack Horseman, I see you. But as it's good to know, it's good to know there'll be nobody looking out for me, that there never was, never will be. It's good to know that I'm the only one I can depend on. And now that I know, and it's good, it's good that I know that. So it's good my mother is dead. Um, also pretty brutal and, uh, ties in this, uh, Husband is dead and everything is worse now. Um, the, I, the realization that ICU doesn't mean anything. And then also back to the beginning of the episode with Butterscotch telling him that he can't depend on anyone. Um, I, that, that, that's the part that uh, I connected on like third viewing of, um, th- this advice from his dad coming, uh, this terrible person who he, he talks about in this speech coming full circle here. And it's like, yeah, he, he can't even rely on, um, his mother to uh, give him anything at the, at the end or like life to give him anything in that situation. So he's on his own. And uh, yeah, so he, he concludes, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, my mother's dead. And then right into that, right that into the uh, no idea what she wanted unless uh, she wanted, we all want to be seen. Um, that's another great connection with the, uh, with the ICU and it connects to the, her wanting the open casket and then he goes to open it. And uh, I definitely had some, I guess, uh, doubts about the ending to start with, but I think there's so much depth there in connecting it with the open cast, it, connecting it with the ICU, and then him. At the very least, I love, like, the, the ending of him opening it. Um, I think that that's uh, so uh, thematically driven and brilliant. Um, and then it, you know, it being the wrong funeral parlor. Um, I, I don't read it as like a comedy beat on subsequent viewings. It's like not even funny. Like, I, I don't like it's, it's more. How just dare like, you? <laughs> like, it's that, more that just. Was great, that was a great joke. Well, it, I agree that it also has emotional meaning because like in, in the, the eulogy, he mentioned several times that like the impression he always got, gets from his mother is that his mother always expected him to mess things up in some way. And the way Bojack internalizes that throughout his life, like to the point of self-destruction at times, like. He feels like things are going too well and that ends up pushing him to do things that end up messing things up. And so like at the very end, like down to Beatrice's last wishes, he messes that up too. And that's fun, darkly funny in a way. Yeah. Um, I, I think also that maybe this aspect of uh, it like doesn't make sense. Uh, the episode doesn't make sense if it's like really at, uh, at his mom's funeral. I have like this whole speech and, um, this this introspection into himself like he's only getting this way because 
um it's it's you know it's this it's this crowd of strangers and like it only it's it, like bojack can't have this moment of like this incredible speech at his mom's funeral like that's too that's too deep and and uh like uh, maybe fulfilling for him and like uh it only the only way it, it fits with this theme of meaningless i feel like is if it's not ac- there's no actual meaning gleaned from him d- deriving the meaninglessness of life and death uh because it wasn't even applicable to his his actual mom's death like I, I feel like that that fits what we've we've gotten into more. So I, I'm actually pretty high on the ending now. Yeah, um, and, and, and like there's no way he could have made this speech in front of like Diane or Mr. Peanut Butter. There's no way because those are the only people that I can think would come to this. There's just he he wouldn't be able to be that raw with them. He wouldn't be able to admit these things to them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've seen some people speculate about that online. Yeah, I think that's I think it's a good take that he wouldn't have done this with with his friends in the crowd. Uh, I've I've seen the suggestion like what if the funeral parlor parlor was just empty like he was just giving it nobody had showed up to the funeral like would that That's have right. still worked? That's it would have worked. Definitely. Yeah, because like I think the thing the thing that makes this moment so interesting is that what Bojack really needs is to go to therapy, right? He needs to go to therapy for like a lot of things, but especially the the relationship and impact that his parents have had on him he's not gonna do that he's not that kind of person but he should this is the closest he can get to a stream of consciousness therapy session like for himself to to work through all the thoughts he has had about his mother for decades and the only reason he's doing it now is because he's in a situation where he's like oh i have to go i'm her only son i have to talk about her at the funeral so what am i gonna say like if he wasn't confronted with this very specific demand this courtesy that is kind of ingrained in the way that funerals go, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do this. So it's a very circumstantial reason why he's like laying himself raw and getting very vulnerable. But like, obviously like therapy could help him a lot more, but he's not the kind of person who's going to do that. So this is like literally the, the next best thing, unfortunately. And it's only a one-time thing, which is the real tragedy I feel. Like uh, after this, yeah. he's probably never gonna talk about it this raw again. And he and again, yeah, he's gonna like he's gonna be like, nobody asked me about it. But why aren't you asking? Because what he needs, he he's he doesn't want anyone to ask because he doesn't want to the to do the hard work of mentally processing that, which is what you do when you go to therapy. But he also he doesn't want people to not acknowledge it because he's hurting so much and there's so much to work through. So he's like in kind of a catch 22 on a normal day to day basis. And this is the one time he can actually investigate it in a way that maybe feels safer for him. I don't know. Yeah. But like, that's why I think this is such an interesting episode for that reason. Yeah. I think, I think that's a great take and it does tie into the, this theme of the Bojack potentially getting therapy. We kind of see in an, in what next episode, um, in the, in the season. Yeah. So, um, like uh, him, him being resistant to that and uh, this being a rare opportunity that, uh, he's provided to, to open up like this. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm out, another aspect of this episode, which I feel like is hugely impressive is how it t- does tie into, uh, the season as a whole while still being in this really cohesive speech like we get um the first the first uh shot of his uh his drug problem later he with the pills here and we connect to the accident like near near death experience from previous episode the therapy connection we've talked about him talking about his mom later in the season yeah um i I think it's just it's not even just like a one-shot episode like it's really it's really a part of the season too um Let's let, let's uh, let's talk about the beginning here, since we we talked at the end, and uh, we're we're ultimately positive on the end now. I think so. Yes, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I've been, and I still am. <laughs> yes, same. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, you know how how do you how do you end this uh, 
the episode. It's a very, yeah, it's, it's 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 a tough one. Um, but I, you, I think you it, ended like the closing of a casket. There you go. No, no, no. That means. <laughs> and it with all the other casket jokes he makes, it fits right in with that. Yeah, I guess so. Um, the begin so pre credits we have the scene of uh, this flashback of Butterscotch pitching picking Bojack up from soccer practice, um, and uh, he's just ranting about. Um, his, 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 uh, Bojack's mom and, uh, him writing his novel as always. And, uh, basically like blaming Bojack for being born. And, uh, he says, uh, you can't rely on other people, Bojack. It's good for you to know that. And she's a a good mother for teaching you that, uh, you've got a head start on most kids. You're actually very lucky. Um, yeah, that, that stood out to me as really tying into a lot of the themes we get into in the speech, but, um, yeah. Bojack looking out the window during parents' rants is very relatable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Andy, what did you take away from, from this opening scene? I have to be honest and say this part was probably the part I related to least. It was very heavy, obviously, but this... Um, this... I, I didn't... I don't, didn't understand the way he didn't like Beatrice, to be honest. I... I, on, on like a viewing level, I did, but from an emotional level, I didn't because one of the few things I had was I understood how marriage works. I understand how marriage should work as a kid. And this part, I couldn't put myself into Bojack's shoes as much. And I find that to be one of the parts that makes this very hard to relate to this, the father <laughs> wanting the, the kid pain like this. And I don't know, it, it it's heavy. <laughs> I don't know how much, what else I could yeah, say. I mean, but Butterscott talking about Beatrice is very tough, tough to grasp in the scene because uh, yeah, really uh, abusive towards her, and then uh, he's like, yeah. "No, it's not her fault." Um, uh, yeah, pretty. But pretty I don't abusive. think he believes that. I don't think he believes it's not her fault. He believes that he believes that it's her fault that he can't do anything, and because he can't do anything, it's it's her fault that she's not doing enough. And I think it's like this feedback loop he's stuck in. And I don't think he really believes really anything he said during this rant. And he's just mad at everybody. (laughs) There's no real depth here. It's just a mad rant from a father who doesn't have any direction for his book, for his marriage, for his kid. And it just sucks. Yeah. And uh, later in the episode, we get into Bojack talking about how uh, Butterscotch died, I think, for the first time with um, injuries sustained from a duel. (laughs) A duel. Oh, my God. So extra. It's not even the shooting. It's he fell on a rock. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because Hamilton was a big deal when they wrote this. No. Uh, I, well, I hope not. Well, also, Butterscotch is just a very old timey person. Like he yeah. uses yeah. queer, <laughs> like, oh, like yeah. in, in that way. Like yeah, my dad and my mommy. Speech. Yeah, yeah. So like, just him dying of a duel is the most old timey way he could die. And then on top of like it being embarrassing too, is just him falling on a rock. <laughs> yeah, I love. I love how we. Another thing, just in love with it, the script is how we use it to get more on Bojack's parents. Like even more so, last season was all about that and his mother. And we get more of that here and also a lot about his dad, which we've never gotten before. Um, and uh, we get this with this backstory with the duo, the scene in the beginning. Um, and I love, and it just completely relates to the rest of the speech because we get this, my husband is dead and everything is worse now moment, which I think is a really essential, um, part of this, which ties in at the end. Um, we also get this, uh, this kind of like flashback, uh, visual sequence with, um, Beatrice, uh, dancing at, uh, at her part, one of her parties and, uh, like, uh, how, like, that's one of the few 
that's the only time uh, his dad could could like appreciate her um and uh it's 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 this like striking visual um disconnection from the rest of the one shot of the speech um and then also just like in the middle of uh, I feel like one of the most brutal moments of of the speech when uh, he says uh, my mother she knew what it's like to feel your entire life like you're drowning with the exception of these moments these very rare brief instances in which you suddenly remember you can swim um, but then mostly not mostly you're drowning she understood that too and she recognized that I understood it and dad all three of us were drowning and we didn't know how to save each other but there's an understanding that we're all drowning together and I would like uh, and I would like to think that's what she meant when she said uh, I see you but um, I think this is really interesting because he doesn't see them here because he doesn't understand the context at all he doesn't understand that Beatrice was dancing when they met he doesn't understand that they met at this like dance party and that's kind of like where they're going back to. It's like nostalgia almost. They're remembering when they had that one night of a good time together and he doesn't see them in this moment. And I think that's kind of the biggest irony of this entire eulogy. And it's <laughs> like, he thinks he finally gets there at the end, but he doesn't. Yeah. He is kind of missing stuff that we saw in times arrow a little bit. Um, I, I'll just say my one, maybe nitpick with this episode is that visual flashback thing is I don't think that it adds much to the dialogue. Like just like it, it, we pause for like 10 seconds and we get the jazz music and the flashback of shadows dancing. And then we go back to the mo- monologue. So like, I just thought that felt like a bit of a distraction. Like it feels like, Oh, well we can't actually have the camera suck on Bojack's face for like a, a full 22 minutes. We need like some, distraction but i don't think it was needed i think you could you could have left that out um i think that's valid but i I would say the reason they did it is to punctuate this this uh, moment that i just read um you know the uh the you you could suddenly remember you can swim but no mostly you're drowning yeah um i think it really does help help uh, punctuate the disparity in the in the middle there um i think it's possible it's written into this into the script i'm not sure but uh yeah it's it's I, I mean i think it's like it's just a moment uh it, it's yeah it's also just like punctuating a lot of the parent things and um i don't know i think it's appreciated given that the entire episode is just like two three shots uh that we, we switch back and <laughs> which forth. i love and i wish that they had they stuck to that but also in regards to the drowning i, I do find it interesting that we use that again because that was also a thing at the anna spanakopita the stuff when he he gets drunk and goes to his house and anna spanakopita also describes like a drowning as a kind of motif like you can't let people other people drag you down while they're drowning sort of thing that so i found it interesting where we're, we're going back to that in this context as well Nice, maybe a theme throughout the season. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find personally, I find like the all drowning at once thing to be um, brutal and relatable. And yeah, just I feel like as a collective humanity, we, we I feel like that applies. And we're all we all don't have any idea how to handle things, and just uh, just all drowning together. Um, and yeah, them them as a family unit, I felt like that was a great metaphor for what we've seen from them as well. Um, yeah, just uh, also like just Bojack grappling with. Uh, with his mom throughout the throughout the episode, I guess the 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 most brutal part of that would be uh, the, this line from him uh, that was him making this joke, and he says that one might have been a little too. My mom's a huge bitch for the room. Um, I'm sorry, mother, you're not a huge bitch. You were a huge bitch, and now you're dead. <laughs> yeah, no, I felt that. Oh my oh. god, it's kind of painfully funny in a way. Yeah, definitely <laughs> painfully funny. I think so. <laughs> uh just yeah i don't know if i didn't expect him to go like he has every reason i feel like to 
to hate his mom. So I feel like we're kind of on his side here, given uh, what we've seen. But uh, I mean, we also understand her, obviously, from last season. Um, but I didn't expect him to like <laughs> say that, I guess. Um, it was, I don't know. Would was that cathartic for Bojack? I don't know if that, if that, if that helped him. Not really. Because isn't that like midway through the episodes? Like yeah, it's, it's even af- yeah. after that, like he takes a while to get to like the actual climax. Yeah. Well, he's also going through multiple stages of grief, right? Anger, defensiveness, like the vulnerability, the, the hoping, that maybe there was more going on and that she did care. But like, again, like this, this ties back to what Andy was saying in terms of like, yeah, that moment when she would dance and Jack doesn't understand the context because it wasn't there. And he doesn't, he'd know that that's how his parents met and it, it means something different for them. But again, I feel like that implies that Bojack doesn't know who she really is as a person. And I think that kind of thinking is not true. I think again, like you can only know the version of somebody that, you know, and you base your perception off them accordingly. And that's just as true as any other version of them, because that version is always going to be different for other people. So Bojack calling his mom a huge bitch, I think like very much represents the kind of relationship he's had with her, the impact it's had on him and how he views her and will have his memory of her for the rest of his life. Like, I think that is as true as other versions of her as we've seen. And that's like, what's so fascinating to me. Yeah. I think think all versions are equally valid. And that's like, that's so, uh, it's so interesting. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's definitely valid how Bojack sees her and how he thinks of her and his emotions towards her at the same time. Um, the tragicness, I think, uh, partly of this episode is that Bojack didn't, didn't watch the episode time zero and doesn't know all these things about her that we know and how, how shitty she had it. And like, we have an understanding, I think, of Beatrice that, that Bojack is lacking. And I think Andy made a good point that it's, um, that's uh, that's on display in this episode and like it doesn't make it better uh like no uh, no i mean yeah it just yeah. it makes it more sad in a way yeah but like true but sad there i'm agreeing i, I agree with what you're saying michelle that, this, that it's valid what he sees and it's valid what she sees it's just a matter of what bojack wants the thing the impetus of this mm-hmm. episode what he wants just isn't possible and he doesn't yeah. get that no matter what like even if she said i see you bojack she's not gonna see the person he wants her to see she'll yeah. see the person that she'll see the kid she raised and that's not what he wants and that's the heartbreaking part for me that he just doesn't get it still that it's not he's never gonna get this ideal world where people see that he's a shitty person because of this 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 and this it's not going to work like that. It's never going to. And it's, it, 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 again, it's just heartbreaking that he just can't learn this one lesson that he needs to do something different because doing the same thing is not changing anything. Yeah, I would say that's Bojack's yeah, character. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, and it's like he seems to know that, but at the same time, it's like he's powerless to stop behaving the same way over and over despite knowing that. Unless he's in front of random strangers. That's it. That's the only time he can yeah. do it. Yeah. Which I, which I guess gets into the uh, this notion of um, how much is your fault based on how shitty your parents were that the show's gotten into. Um, and it's like, uh, was Beatrice, could she have broken out of this loop, you know? Um, but can, can Bojack break out? Seems, seems like not so far. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do like that notion of different perspectives on on how people see you and you see yourself and, and your life. And I do think we, we get into that a little bit here. Um, throughout the episode, 
yeah, Bojack definitely grass grappling with, you know, this, his, his mom and not liking her very much and her not loving him seemingly. And he says, uh, yeah, Hey mom, knock once if you love me and care about me and want to know I made your life a little bit brighter. Um, the, the, the huge bitch line later. Um, and, uh, I think it ties into the, yeah, the, the ICU line. He says, when he first thinks of it, he says, uh, let me tell you, it's a weird thing to feel at 54 years old that for the first time in your life, your mother sees you. It's an odd realization that that's the thing you've been missing. The only thing you wanted all along was to be seen. Um, and then he gets back to that at the end with what all of us want is to be seen. And that's why he opens a, the casket. Um, just, with the ICU thing, I just find it funny. Also, like he in the middle, he, like he begins to overthink it. Like, does he? Did she mean like physically seeing me? Did she mean emotionally seeing me? Like, what yeah. kind of seeing me is she actually doing? And then he eventually, because of all the thinking, like he eventually gets, oh well, maybe she was just reading the sign ICU sort of thing. But and probably that ends up being true based on what we've seen of Beatrice so far. But it also just speaks to the cynicism of Bojack that like his final of his final conclusion is. Oh, the worst conclusion possible, right? Like, okay, the one that is the truly the most heartbreaking, that's probably the one that was true. Whereas, like, maybe an optimist would would go towards, well, it's possible she had a moment of clarity. We'll never know for sure. But Bojack just doesn't work like that. And so, like, Bojack will go to, like, oh, duh, of course, she, she, picked, she doesn't see me at all at the very end. So it just speaks to, like, how Bojack's mind works. Like, he, because of his general cynicism, cynicism any um, gesture of, uh, of likability throughout throughout the seasons like he and en- he ends up questioning it's like why are you treating me well or like well what's going on here well, what's your motive that that just always seems to be bojack's thing that that's the thing of a lot of people who are on un- who are unaccustomed to the to affection from from childhood and so because of that when we actually get expressions of affection we're like well what's what's going on here like how am i supposed to react to this because you're you don't feel used to it to coming from that kind of a childhood and it comes out here at the very end like even if beatrice was actually saying i see you it wouldn't be appreciated by bojack just because bojack has never gotten to the point where he knows how to react to that kind of stuff i think i think that's a really interesting take honestly i in three viewings i did not think of the possibility that it the reality wasn't the sign I had not, that had not even crossed my mind that, uh, that, that, that wasn't the truth at the end, like Bojack presents. Like, he's like to him. And, and like, I'm saying, like, the show, I think, presents is almost 100% that it actually is, just based on how we've seen Beatrice. In Time's Era, at the very end, she, like, sort of has the moment of clarity where she finally realizes who Bojack is, but he, she's still, like, buying into, like, oh, hey, ice cream, that's nice. So, like, we'll, we'll, I think that at, uh, it's almost 100% that she was just reading the sign, but I just thought about that like on, on rewatch it's like well also even if she was saying i see you would bojack even recognize that yeah. would he even be yeah. able to like appreciate that yeah i think it's a great point that uh bojack would never would never know if it, if it wasn't the case like you definitely arrive at that given 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 his his mindset maybe speaks to my mindset but all of our mindsets influenced by the show i feel like maybe that that we also arrive at that conclusion like yeah he, he speculates like three other possibilities on what it could mean um and those those still could be true um, like just cause there is a sign that said that in the background doesn't mean that she wasn't really saying, saying that to him. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting take. Yeah. Like the, the, the part where he just starts, uh, getting into all the, the ways she could mean that and maybe it could mean nothing, but, uh, yeah, also, uh, it's, it's great setup and just really brutal too. Um, another a part we even talked about is the, uh, this, this story he tells about his mom that ends up being from, uh, Maud. 
Um, he's like, it's not true, but it's a good story. Um, and, uh, that's, that's pretty, pretty brutal too. And he says, all I, all I know about being good, I learned from TV and in TV, flawed characters, uh, are constantly showing people they care with these grand gestures. Um, when you're a kid, you convince yourself that maybe a grand gesture could be enough that even though your parents aren't what you need them to be uh, over and over and over again, any moment, they might surprise you with something wonderful. Um, yeah, just, uh, again, spec, uh, grappling with, uh, like, uh, her, his, his mom's, like, uh, bad, his view of his mom's bad behavior towards her and, like, lack of, of care throughout the entire thing. Um, just, uh, and also grappling with his own behavior because he falls exactly. up, like, the, the big gesture isn't enough. You need to be consistent. You need to be dependably good. And that's hard. And, like, in his life, we've seen that that's hard. Like, he's good in one episode, and then he, like, t- everything turns to shit in the next episode. Like, Bojack hasn't been able to cultivate long-lasting relationships like Princess Carolyn, right? right? Like, that's one example where, like, the relationship has lasted for a long time, but, like, Bojack in a lot of moments has fa- has failed her because he, he's not able to keep up that uh, that consistency with her. And same thing with all the other relationships we've seen go, go past. I think she also mentions something with, like, Hollyhock, right? Like, flying to Kansas or something. So, like, even Hollyhock is very close to throwing that away because of, like, how, how he just how he is in terms of like recurring to like the one moment okay i'm good but like he he can't keep it up yeah the the grand dresser with bojack made me think of the uh, d in the hollywood sign um from the beginning too so maybe this is something that's been 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 going back the the whole show but yeah that's a good point uh all of this also reflecting on bojack and himself definitely um another another one with uh bojack talking about his mom he says uh, you know the shittiest thing about all of this is when the stranger behind the counter gave me that free churro the small act of kindness uh, showed more compassion than my mother gave me in her entire goddamn life like how hard is it to do something nice for a person this woman at the jack-in-the-box didn't even know me i'm your son all i had was you yeah yeah um there's a lot of a lot of uh, TV themes throughout the speech. Yeah, he tells the story of uh, Olivia in Horse and Rounds, and um, he says that um, and you can't even you can't have happy endings in sitcoms. Not really, because if everyone's happy, the show would be over. And above all else, the show has to keep going. There's always more show, and you can call Horse and Round dumb or bad or unrealistic, but nothing more realistic than that. You can never get a happy ending because there's always more show. Uh, I guess until there isn't. Um, yeah, just I, I, another, I feel like another theme is, um, Bojack's so much of his life revolving around that show and show business and TV in general. Um, and, uh, this, the, yeah, I think this notion of no happy ending, cause there's always more show also maybe like a meta commentary on Bojack or on TV in general. And, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's, I think that's another really notable part. And it actually connects really well to the part we just talked about with the grand gestures, right? Because you think like, okay, I did the gesture there. Like the, that that means we have a good relationship, right? And But no, like stuff, you have to keep going. And same thing with life. Like you get to a point where you're, you, you, you think like, okay, I'm good. I'm in a place where I'm happy. But that doesn't mean that you can necessarily be self-content with where you are. Like if you, if you just let yourself go after once you reach the quote unquote happy ending, it can very easily go back to shit again if you don't keep your stuff up. And that, that, that's also something that as an adult, you, you constantly have to grapple with. Like where, where am I now versus where I've been and where, where do I want to go in the future? Like sometimes we end up like ignoring the part of like, where do I want to be because we're happy with where we are now. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can just sit on your laurels like that will only end up making you worse as a person in the end. 
Um, going back to other, yeah, and uh, no, other other parts, uh, random other parts of the speech I haven't hit on yet. Him talking about his dad. Uh, he was so certain this book was his legacy. Maybe he thought that it would uh, vindicate him for all the shitty things he ever did in his stupid, worthless life. Maybe it did. I don't know. I never read it because why would I give him that? Um, that was pretty brutal too. That, oh man, that was so relatable to me. Oh man. I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not, not to be personal, but like, I do think it's interesting sometimes when somebody say has like resents their spouse, which I think he really does with Beatrice. Um, and you know, they were life partners, which also means you go through a lot of things with that person. Um, and I think that that's what makes it so fascinating when he kind of flip flops between saying like, oh, it's like all her fault and like, oh, she ruined, like I couldn't get in the zone and my writing's so important, but also she's like a great mom and you're so lucky to have her. Like that flip flop is very, very interesting to me because it feels like such a, a highlight of a toxic dysfunctional relationship where like at the same time you can, you can really loathe someone for like believing that they ruined your life instead of taking responsibility for your own life but at the same time being like oh well she wasn't all bad i guess she did some okay things but the book thing was just hilarious because it's like yeah like bojack's perception that he it's like oh yeah i'll just write this amazing book and everyone will see how great i am or like forgive me because my book's so great and but then like him blaming not being able to write that book on his family anyway it's just like it, it highlights aspects of his character that i think are <laughs> really negative but very i mean kind of relatable um if you've had people like that in your life and so i actually like really identified with the first part of the episode yeah that's good that's good stuff um though yeah i guess only other things we haven't talked about are but yeah bojack like talking to his mom at several points as we've hit on he like turns and talks to the to the gasket and then also like the the stuff with him and the the organ guy um and like him making jokes and wanting to <laughs> that. Um, yeah there's, there's a few sequences with that. Um, definitely not like these big quotable things that I can talk about, but I think it like breaks up the emotional uh, heights of the episode pretty well. Um, yeah. Um, okay. he, he does an impression of his dead mom's face, like, like a pissed <laughs> off was toy so dinosaur. Funny. He does that several it was times. So funny. <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah. yeah. It's, 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 I thought that was rough too. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. It accentuated it. It just put it into funny territory. And like the, the there's like the music, there's like a music cue too. Like, dung. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like the close up and the gasps of the audience as he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not as like, uh, as ostentatious as the writing, but I also think this is phenomenally storyboarded and directed as well. Um, just all around like really comes together well okay um any anything we didn't get to any closing thoughts on free chair on michelle uh probably (laughs) there's a lot there uh i think i don't know i think it maybe one thing we haven't really discussed is that this is i don't know how long between his mother dying in the funeral the bojack is having this eulogy But I do think it's one of those cases where when you lose a family member and you have strong feelings about them, um, you, you, a lot of like the most intense emotions kind of come to the surface initially. And it takes some time to kind of like 
have a little more perspective and try to analyze it on a deeper level. So I think that that also like the kind of like emotional waves we get through this entire episode holds very true to that. Just like starting off with the frustration and the re- the anger and then go- moving towards more of like the pain and like I really wish she could have seen me for what I was or could have been proud of me, but like I'll never get that and she's dead now. And just like this dipping in and out of sadness and just pain. It just it felt very well done and it felt very true to experience and i really i really like that it's just like so much about this feels very authentic even though none of us have had quite this experience with a family member or a relative and i think that's like the the best thing about the episode like that's the real that's why we think about it after we watch it this one in particular versus other episodes i'd argue and that's really it's a cool thing that can do that and make you think about things and 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 consider your own relationship to things also and there's a lot to you know either identify with or not in this episode but it seems like there's something for everyone and that's like pretty cool to me nice yeah yeah that's a that's a good point very specific circumstance and uh, we're all finding things that we're connecting to in it um yeah uh andy uh final thoughts here uh yeah i'm sorry you kind of lost me in the middle because i kind of um broke down a bit i cried a little bit and i um, was thinking about some other things because um i'm i'm a white guy from like a from an upper middle class family i have a good job i went to a good school i have an amazing fiance and i have a stable lifestyle and i'm not very happy and that enough is enough for me to relate to bojack i relate to him on a very i relate to him on a level that a lot of people do i think and but this episode uh, hits me in a spot that's very personal because all those things are true that I just said. But when I speak to my parents, all they say is, "You, you should be happy right now." They don't see that. They they don't get it. They they don't get that I have a right to not be happy sometimes, or a clinical reason why I'm not happy right now. And they just say you have everything right now. We gave you everything and that's not enough. And I, I, I wish it was for me. And this episode gets into it a lot. And it, I'm, that's kind of why I couldn't talk right now. I wish I, the message of this episode really hits home for me. And I cried a lot during it. I cried while we were talking about it and I, I appreciate the chance to at least talk a little bit about it, Dylan. Nice hugs, Andy. And yeah, uh, hugs. I, I think I think that's a successful Bojack podcast when it makes you say, "I'm not happy at the end of the podcast." <laughs> I think that that's that's what the show is going for. But okay, yeah. Um, okay, Alex. Final thoughts here. Yeah, I, I think that it's it's a perfect Bojack episode when it does make you look deep inside you and like it, it makes you makes you think like these are the these are deep feelings that I haven't dealt with for a while and they're 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 being laid out for me by this anthropomorphic force uh, like some, somehow like this is the the clearest I've heard these emotions ever expressed by someone on on tv before just like laid out like this and so that 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 part just hearing these feelings like worked out live on television feels very very cathartic in that way and it it, it's written in such a way that like it feels like a like a river it feels like like just the 
it, it feels like if I, I I was stuck in a room talking for 22 minutes, like uh, my, I would probably sound even more rambly than this. But like this manages to have the feel of being rambling while still feeling focused. It still incorporates themes from episodes from past seasons and episodes from future uh, later on in the season. Like it manages to bring it all together. It, it includes stuff that we've learned about Bojack's mom, Bojack's dad, Bojack himself. We include references to Diane, to Todd, to Sarah Lynn, like all these characters we've grow, we've learned about over the past couple of years. And it just it combines them into this big emotional volcano of stuff. From beginning to end, it's something that I I, I loved watching because it just it it makes you it. It's a, it's a, it gives you feelings that are uh, are tough to deal with, but it helps that there's someone else to explain it for you sometimes. That's a, it's another good yeah. <laughs> summary of Bojack too. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the Sarah Lynn was not okay reference. That was not okay, and uh, we got tw- twice. We got uh, don't beat a dead horse jokes um, in, in that episode. <laughs> Like, Funny yeah, okay. both times. I guess, I guess this would be the episode to do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, great, great stuff from everyone here. Um, it's yeah, phenomenal episode with with Free Chair. Let us know what you thought of it. Overlyanimated.com, YouTube.com slash overlyanimated. I look up for a future Bojack podcast. Um, subscribe to not miss those. Um, yeah, remember search for Bojack on uh, iTunes. Overly animated. Um, and uh, talk about it with us on our Discord. Overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Consider supporting us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patrons of the podcast, Eric. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Um, be back for future BoJack episodes, probably way less depressing, although the show is pretty depressing. So we will see. No promises on that. And find less depressing other podcasts on other shows at overlyanimated.com. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.